I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear comes on as a podcast Sid hostess and Sid walks with me and Sid talks with me and he tells me I am human and the joy we share as we stream together all humans should one day know we're just getting warm humans 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 how the heck are you we made it to another friday cast it's super bowl freaking weekend baby now do we say that with a little bit of heaviness in our hearts of course this is it. This is it. Football season's over. But also, this is it. Someone will be crowned a champion. It's a Sunday fun day we have on our hands. You know, l- listen. Having plans on a Sunday can be fun, but it can be tough. We'll get into that. We'll get into Super Bowl Sunday. But first... First and foremost, humans, I would be remiss if I didn't play a little soundbite for you. Sid does. Humans, you know what that sound means. You know what that sound means. It's a trophy. It's something to say, who loves you, pretty baby? Sid does. Here at the Sydney Hollow Show, here in the hideaway, the place where we all break bread, We have our finger on the pulse of society, and we have it pressing so firmly, yet delicately, the place where those two meet. It's sometimes, it's just sometimes, we're onto something, we have something, we smell something in the air, even before it happens. And this is no exception. Let's hear it again. Sid, what happened? Why are you playing this? Well, some of you may know, some of you may not. I said in the last episode, keep in mind, this isn't a sports podcast, but sometimes the worlds of sports overlap into the general consciousness. And last cast, the cast that came out on Tuesday, I said, hey, Kyrie Irving has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. And I said, humans, I said aloud. That's half of the problem. You know, I've always wondered if I wanted to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. And I thought to myself, well, I can't get on board with this anti-vax flat earther, Kyrie. And I can't get on board with Kevin Durant. Seemingly anti-gratuity or certainly anti-gratuity when he arrived in New York. Many moons ago. 
And so, humans, last episode I speculated, should I be a Knicks fan? Hmm. What gives? And then today, a message. A message perhaps sent down from on high. It said, Sid, welcome to the Nets family. Welcome to Nets fandom. So to quote that poor soul getting dragged out to sea on a stand-up paddleboard, I can't fight the wind anymore. I can't fight the wind anymore. I can't find the wind anymore. The universe has told me to be a Nets fan. I'll be a Nets fan. Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> fantastic. Just fantastic, humans. I mean, you know, we talked about it, and it was boiling underneath the surface all the while. So how do you like that? I guess I've got to go buy a hat. Humans, I guess I will see how I look in black and white. Very New York. <laughs> Very New York. Hi, <sighs> you're listening to Sydney Hollis, and I am the newest Nets fan. Now, humans, wouldn't you know, we received a submission to the listener line. Now, I want to point out, this was received... Mere hours after the last episode was released, back on Tuesday, February seventh. So anyway, let's just let's just check it out here. This is from Michael and Savannah. Super Bowl squares and the NBA's loss. Human Sid, thank you, Human Michael. <laughs> Human Sid, listen to the last show about football squares. You know, humans. Of course, I talked about. Super Bowl boxes, Super Bowl squares, that kind of a thing last episode. Anyway, where were we? Human Sid listened to the last episode about football squares. A game within a game is the best way you did describe it. I have always been a fan of squares with an image of one of the participating team's cheerleaders in the background. Four cheerleaders maximum in the image on a standard 8x11 letter paper. This method allows me to choose a side boob or flushed upper leg to place my name before the numbers get randomly set. Another game within a game. Very creative, Michael. I, I think you're saying you I think you're saying you overlay in your mind a picture of a cheerleader when you're picking out your Super Bowl boxes. But he continues. Also, I'd like you opening up about not having a favorite NBA team since seventh grade and Barkley moving to Phoenix. I read this as a failure of the NBA to connect to the youth at that time. Interesting. Interesting, Michael. I hope you can forgive and give them a second chance. You would make a great Nets fan. I suggest you start the courting process to fill the b-ball gap of your childhood. Well, Michael, unbeknownst to you when you sent that, you know, this... this it was in the works. The gods made it so. I would make a great Nets fan. It's been decided. I am a Nets fan. And Michael had a premonition I'd make a good Nets fan. A great Nets fan. Forgive me. Michael and Savannah, everybody. Wow. Just wow. It gives me chills. Gives me chills. I'm so excited to have a team. I'm so excited to root 
for the NBA. <laughs> and can I be honest, though, humans? There is something really cool about Madison Square Garden. <sighs> but I guess I'll just have to dislike it and pull for the Brooklyn Nets. So, humans, the, the taste of the town... The topic du jour, the thing on everyone's minds, many people's minds, of course, Mr. Red, Mr. Red from a few episodes back, episode 132, in fact, Mr. Red this weekend is not going to be watching the Super Bowl. He, he's going to be going to a M&M's Spokes Candy orgy, but for the rest of us, the Super Bowl's on the tip of our tongues. If you're avoiding it, you're actively avoiding it. If you're giving into it, you're giving into it. So let's just start first. It's plans on a Sunday. Now, I'm the kind of guy, if I make plans, I stick to my plans. That's just me. That's just me. I try not to be a flake. For better or for worse. Sometimes for worse. Sometimes maybe I should just be honest. Hey, Sid, you're tired. You're not feeling it. You don't have enough money. You know, I should. I should call a friend and say, hey, I can't make it. You know, it's just, I know we had these Sunday plans. I don't know if I can do it. You know, some, sometimes I think that's called for. But in general, I enjoy not being a flake and persisting. But Sunday plans, you know, they're tough because sometimes you just... You wake up on Sunday, you're like, I don't think I want to do anything today. I think I want to have a nice afternoon, maybe a little brunch, do my own thing, and then get cozy. Stay in. Not this weekend. People go out. Or people have people over. Either way, it's not a flake weekend. There's no, there's no, we'll do the Super Bowl next Sunday. No way. No dice. So what, humans, what does Super Bowl Sunday look like for you, knowing you have obligations, either people coming over or going out? Do you sleep in? Or is the morning not really affected? You know, it's like, oh, you know, on Sundays, well, we stopped going to church a long time ago. So I would get up at nine, read the local paper, you know, have a fun breakfast. Let the kids run around. If you find yourself childless, you just, you guys read, you read more of the paper. You do a little bit of wordle. But at some point, you got to say to yourself, all right, I bought beer to bring to the Super Bowl party last night, but I actually drank it all last night. Or I drank enough of it last night that I don't have enough to bring over. Or I, I promised a seven-liter dip. I got to work on that. Or, oh man, I need to sweep the walkway. People are coming over. The walkway must be swept. There's, there's, there's certain chores. And Sunday, as much as I hate to admit it, because I'm fun first, Sunday, it can be a little, you get that chore feeling in the back of your mind, you know? And hey, what do you, you know? You got to get some stuff done early. Now, of course, here's one of the things, humans. I'm talking this from the East Coast lifestyle. The game comes on at 630. West Coast, I can't even. 
I can't even imagine what it's like out there. 3.30 kickoff. My God. My God. How restful. Because let's face it, humans. 6.30 kickoff. You know, you have you have friends over. You say, hey, come over at, come over at 5.30. You know, games are 6.30, whatever. Come over at 5. Come over at 6. Point is, you've got friends over till 10 o'clock. Or you're at someone's house till 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Now, some people can handle it. Some people can't. And we'll get to that. We'll get to people that can handle it and people that can't. But let's, you know, are you, are you doing chores? Are you doing stuff? If you've got kids, I mean, growing up, when I went to Super Bowl parties, people brought the kiddies along. I was one of the kiddies. And we were interested in football. But I don't think we had the attention span, the sit still the ability to sit still for an entire game. So you run around and you watch some of the game and you run around and you watch some of the game and you play Nerf football in the home or outside of the home. And then you, and you watch a little more and you eat some snacks. You get to drink Coca-Cola's, which in our house was uh, considered a treat. We didn't we didn't keep sodas in the home. We'd, we'd have a soda at McDonald's. We'd have a soda at a friend's house. Oh, oh. Anyway, humans, you know, do you plan out the day or do you just free flow it and say, oh, we've got, we've got plans at six. Or for you people in mountain time, we've got plans at 4.30. But humans, what I was talking about before, when I said, hey, some people can handle it, some people can't. Been to many Super Bowl parties in my day. I've had people over the Super, for the Super Bowl many times in my day. And the energies, it's not like having a typical party. It's not like going to a typical party. You know, it's Sunday night. Some people power through and they don't let that affect them or they try to not let it show. I'm one of those people. Some people are like, nah, man, I got to work. Like, I can't, get, I can't get too crazy. To which I'll say, ah, come on, man, it's Super Bowl. If you, if you don't go hard tonight, man. You're giving your, you're letting your job win, on your day off. But then they might say to me, "Well, Sid, you know, I I want to do a good job at my job, and I make a lot of money, and and you know, that's just me. No one's right, no one's wrong. But there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of disconnect sometimes. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm in New York City. I've been in New York City for a long time." I'm out of touch. Humans, when people go to Super Bowl events in the burbs, is it the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get after it. Let's take an Uber to the Super Bowl party so that we can definitely take an Uber home. Or is it the kind of thing where like it's a couple and they're like, eh. You have a good time. I'll have a you know beer or two in the beginning, and then I'll I'll switch to colas and drive us home. Is it that kind of a thing, humans? Or are you such good friends with the people whose party you go to that you're like, you know what? We'll drive there. But we can take an Uber home, and I'll and one of us works from home. I'll we'll we'll get we'll bicycle back to the car in the morning. Well, how does that work? Because to me, just speculating again as an out of touch New Yorker. 
I'm thinking uh, people might just be going the designated driver route if they're in a couple. One, one, one lets loose and one's happy to just, you know, like I said, have a cocktail or two at the beginning and have colas or whatnot. But I feel like I can feel that energy even in New York. When I've had people over, when I've gone out, there's some people let their toe in the pond. Some people are happy to just stand next to the water's edge. Interesting. And then, of course, we've got the people that love the commercials. You know, there's certain commercials I want to see. we we got to see what's going to happen with the M&Ms, obviously. We're thinking about Mr. Red from episode 132 having his M&M spokes candy orgy. But we're also thinking to ourselves, hey... What 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 is what is this Maya Rudolph commercial all cracked up to be? Is it a hoax? Are they pulling a fast one on us? Are we the victims of some kind of marketing? Or have they really pulled the spokes candies? That will be a commercial that I've gotta see. But I'm happy to talk over other ones. I'm happy to get up and use the bathroom over other ones. It just kinda of just depends if it's the big ones or not. And and you know, I I'm just guessing here, but is it like Saturday Night Live where the better ones come sooner and then by the end you're like, eh, whatever. Anyway, humans, I mean, what's your method? What do you think about this? Let me know. Let me know. You know, in New York City, in years past, it's been a little bit like New Year's Eve, a little bit like Halloween. It's tough to get an Uber right after the Super Bowl. Now, again, I'm not usually in a hurry to leave the action, but sometimes that's just the way it goes. Now, you non-New York City folks, February, is it a fire pit kind of night? Do you do a fire pit? Do people retire to the fire pit after the game? Is there some other kind of attraction that keeps... Your Super Bowl soiree going so it doesn't just end right after the game. Of course, you know, a lot of a lot of years, networks will, like, premiere a new show right after the game because they know you're watching. Or Friends back in, I want to say, 97. May have been 98. Friends did, like, a special episode right after the Super Bowl one year. I don't remember if it was an hour long or if it was just a silly one with like Brad Pitt in it or something. So, I mean, the, I mean, that's not like keeping your party going. That's, to me, way less social to watch non-sports television, you know. That's just me. I don't know, humans. Let me know. Let me know. And who are we putting a few bucks on? You know your boy over here is going to put a few bucks on the Eagles. I'm going to put a few dollars on some Super Bowl boxes. And it's a waste. It's it's quote-unquote gambling. It's not it's not any kind of strategic betting. I might for fun do the old coin toss bet this year. Why not? Again, a couple butts, bucks. A couple of butts now we're talking. A couple of bucks. Nothing life-changing. So folks, let me know what's up. And just when you thought we exhausted the listener line today, folks, we have another submission from Chris in Guatemala. And he writes in, smartwatch lifesaver. 
Apparently a smartwatch saved the life of an off-road moto rider. And he sent me a link to an article in on avrider.com. Now, AV standing for adventurerider.com. And the article written by Kate at Moto Muffin, excuse me, written by Kate slash at Moto underscore Muffin. Uh, it goes on to say a motorcyclist in Utah was rescued. A motorcyclist in Washington County, Utah, I'm quoting now, reaped the benefits of his own smartwatch. It detected when he rode his bike off a cliff. Okay. Okay, you guys, you guys know I hate the Apple commercials. Hyping up the life-saving technology on these watches. You guys know I couldn't wait to make fun of them when Apple Watches were calling 911 when people were whirling around in roller coasters over the summer. Of course, I made my little sound mashup with an Apple commercial and the doors hit Riders on the Storm and Cliffhanger recently. But Chris is saying, hey, Sid, I just saw this. This happened. It saved someone. The authorities were notified. And the article goes on to say, hey, he survived. And uh, he was flown out of there. All right. All right. All right. You got one over on old Sid. It saved a life. <laughs> but why did this guy ride off a cliff? Was he full of confidence? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty inexperienced rider, but you know what? Whatever happens, man, I've got my smartwatch on. I'll get rescued. You know, did, did it give him false confidence? Was he actually prepared? Would he have flown off a cliff had he not owned a smartwatch? Would he have flown off a cliff had he not seen this? Apple Watch commercial that encourages you to be the star of your own Hollywood movie? I don't know. But Chris, I do appreciate the submission. And humans, just, you know, while we're on this sports topic and, and now even adventure riding, there is something else I've been wanting to talk about. And I wasn't sure if I would. But Kobe Bryant passed away three years ago. At the end of January, January 26th. And when that anniversary has come up, you know, it's only come up three times now. It's given me different emotions each time, or maybe just the same emotion the last two times. That being, you know, when he, when he died, it was certainly a cultural marker. The world was aware Kobe Bryant tragically died in a helicopter crash along with some others, including his daughter. But when that happened, that was sort of a cultural marker. You know, maybe not, maybe not quite the assassination of JFK, maybe not quite 9-11. I mean, definitely not those two things. But still a cultural market marker nonetheless. Still like a day, like, oh man, this happened, this and this thing took over the news for the next day for sure and, and on and on. And then, of course, two months later, our world would be turned upside down 
for several years. And the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic, is still going on. But, you know, we're, we're, we're moving on one way or another. We're moving on. But there's just some little part of me that I'm like, wow, that was the last thing before the big thing, before COVID just rocked the world, changed everything, caused layoffs, caused people to move, caused uh, many, many tragic deaths. So that was sort of the last, like whatever the, whatever normal used to be, that was like the last thing, the last milestone that we all, you know, I wouldn't say we agreed upon it, but that it sort of happened amongst us. I was talking with some people I know and they were, one guy said he was in the gym and he was looking up at the TVs from the treadmill and one TV said Kobe had passed and he was like, this has got to be a joke. No way. And then he said one by one, each TV, no matter what station it was on, was bringing coverage. And I was out myself and uh, I was with, with a friend of mine in Savannah and we had uh, just ordered a round and then we got we got the tragic news from the bartender. The bartender saw it on their phone before they they poured us our drinks. And then it was just a weird day. I mean, I wasn't I'm not claiming to be a huge Kobe Bryant fan here, you know? Uh, but it was still a weird day just as someone that follows sports and someone that cares about people and humans. But yeah, there's just there's something about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna regret saying this word. There's like almost a nostalgia. And maybe that's just what I was going through in my life at the time. But I was like, oh, man. And yeah, it was just this thing that was going on and it felt sad. And in some ways it felt personal, even though I wasn't a huge Kobe Bryant fan. But then that all, that all changed. And now we've had this crazy three years that it seems like we're coming out of. But I just wonder, you know what, that, that just... I wonder aloud, I guess that was the last big cultural milestone that we all kind of were aware of. Of course, there was a Super Bowl right after that, but there's a Super Bowl every year. Anyway, humans, just something that I've been thinking about for a while, and I thought, why not bring it up here on the show? You may agree, you may disagree. Let me know. Okay, humans, one heck of a show, a lot of fun, looking forward to the big game, Pulling for the Eagles. Get your box bets in. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs>